baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Doctor, you were awarded a grant that seeks to address accessibility to CPR and AED training. Could you give us the overview of the grant and what you will be doing now thanks to this grant funding? Absolutely. We are trying to bring more community CPR use um, into Western New York. That's the that that's sort of the bottom line. There's a um, what we know is that there's a community disparity between areas where um, people will get CPR if they if they have a sudden cardiac arrest, and then other areas where they're not as likely to get CPR. We are we have an athletic training outreach program that is in, integrated into a lot of schools, you know, high schools in Western New York, where we've got athletic trainers that um, work with the schools to um, provide care for the student athletes. So we've got a lot of relationships with the athletic trainer or with the um, athletic directors and the um, sports teams and everything there. And we've successfully brought hands-only CPR training into those schools. What we're seeking to do with this grant is really to expand that for a couple more sports seasons. So for the spring sports season in 2024 and the fall sports season in 2024, we did it for the fall season in 2023. And the other thing that we're doing is we're trying to, well, we're, we've obtained funding and we're going to train many of the community members. It's, it's going to be somewhere between 60 and 80 of the community members in becoming CPR instructors. So we're recruiting from a group of um, medical students, nursing students, um, the Buffalo Black nurses. There's a number of them, a large number of them that are going to become um, certified CPR trainers, and we'll be able to um, work with the American Heart Association to um, instruct people and help them to become certified in CPR. And those those instructors that are going to be trained will then be the ones that will be delivering the hands-only CPR training to the um, students and the, the student athletes and their family members in um, many of the public schools in Western New York, and particularly the ones in the um, historically underserved communities. So that's the that, that's sort of the overview of the grant. And our our big goal is to train 8,000 um, student athletes and their family members in hands-only CPR this year. We were successful at getting close to 3,000 in the fall, and, and we're going to more than double that this year. Can you speak a little more to the trends you've noticed as far as CPR at amateur sporting events in the community and at local schools? It's obviously a little different as far as, you know, sustaining an injury in the NFL, correct? Absolutely. Um, The NFL is very well resourced. So there's um, a number of physicians that stand on the sidelines basically waiting for anything to happen. And then if and when that thing happens, we practice these different rescue scenarios and and put the protocols that we practiced into effect. Obviously, you know, other sporting events, amateur sporting events can't be that well resourced. What we've noticed, though, is in the the time since um, DeMar's 
cardiac arrest and successful resuscitation, there has been a tremendous interest across the country in people learning CPR. They want to become CPR certified. There's outreach um, programs across the country, public health programs that are focusing on hands-only CPR so people can be trained um, quickly and pretty effectively in terms of what to do in the case of an emergency. And when we've held these training sessions, and we've had training sessions already where we've trained up to 400 people in a relatively short period of time, there is a huge amount of engagement by the people that are interested in learning hands-only CPR and also a huge amount of engagement on the part of the people that are doing the training. So it's it's been an amazing response and we're hoping to continue to um, help people to focus on the importance of this. There's, um, there's a thousand cardiac arrests in the United States every day and um, only 10% of those people survive um, but it can be doubled or tripled if they get rapid assistance. And if they, um, it's it's pretty simple. Call 911, start pushing up and down on their chest, and send somebody send somebody for an AED. And if you can start working to implement that type of treatment across a community, you you can double or triple the survival rate of out of hospital cardiac arrest. So we're hoping to stay focused on that and to get that accomplished. You uh, you have been doing the work to help uh, train student-athletes prior to this grant funding. Where have you been teaching classes, and how many classes are you hoping to conduct? Are you splitting it between, um, you know, getting people certified in uh, the trainers in certified training and also helping other student-athletes um, with these hands-only CPR classes? Yeah, the first – so we, we've done it throughout um, Western New York. We've been focusing – in uh, Buffalo. So we've done things at the Buffalo Public Schools. Um, We've done events at um, Lockport High School, Cheektowaga High School, Cleveland Hill, um, Maryville have been um, the places where we've had some of these events. Uh, We did one down at uh, Buffalo State um, before a a series of hockey and basketball games. Um, What we really try to do is we try to Gain access, gain access or, or appear at an event where there's a bunch of people gathering for some sort of a sport-related purpose. So it might be the athletic directors meeting at the beginning of the fall sports season. That's where we did these at these high schools. And the athletic director would meet with the parents and the athletes um, just to sort of talk about the way that the sports are going to go for that season at that particular school. And we'll take two or three minutes to then address that crowd and give them sort of the basics of some hands-only CPR. And then we take about 10 minutes and bring them down into, say, a gym, or we've done it on the stage where they do some of their performances and things like that. And we'll have our um, certified trainers with some practice mannequins, and they'll get kind of that muscle memory and and practice of doing some hands-only CPR. And we show them how to use an AED. And then we connect them do some other media, some content. We um, Last year we made a video with some of the Buffalo Bills players getting CPR training, and that's linked. Um, we link them to American Heart Association material so that they can get certified if they want to, if they want to go through the full certification. Um, we've got videos, instructional videos in other languages, so that it, at the end of the day, you just want as many people as possible to know what to do, so that if somebody collapses from a sudden cardiac event, 
there are people that are running to that person and knowing what to do. Um, so we've, yeah, we've, we've basically run those events at those different settings and, and just try to teach as many people what to do quickly. You mentioned this uh, a little bit ago, but what have you seen as far as interest goes for the CPR and AED classes since DeMar Hamlin's collapse last year? Is the DeMar Hamlin effect still very much alive one year later since his collapse? It sure seems to be. You know, it's it's hard because I'm a sports medicine surgeon, so I wasn't a person that was going around um, training people in hands-only CPR or any sort of sudden cardiac arrest type stuff before this happened. You know, I'm the I'm the medical director for the Buffalo Bills as well, so one of the first guys that runs onto the field and attends to Demar. And after that happens, then obviously you're thinking about CPR a lot more than you were before. And I had been involved in a couple other high-profile athlete rescues. Um, Richard Zednick, when he got cut while playing um, for the Florida Panthers against the Buffalo Sabres, and Kevin Everett when he had his on-field paralysis that was then successfully reversed by some early um, stabilization and some early surgical treatment. So those two prior experiences caused me to understand that people would be paying attention to these things afterwards, that there'd be this period of time where they're focusing on this. And as I started kind of processing what had happened after we resuscitated DeMar and in the days when he was in the intensive care unit and then recovering and things like that, it it just sort of came together. And I thought, you know, people are going to be paying attention to CPR and they're going to be listening to what the Bill's training staff and medical staff and that has to say about it. So why not take that opportunity and try to move the needle on this and try to improve the health of our community by making sure that as many people as possible know what to do if they encounter somebody that this happens to. And it, it just kind of took off from there. Very good, Doctor. Anything else that you wanted to add? Um, just if anybody is interested in learning this, we um, if you're at any of these Buffalo public high schools or the other schools and that that I mentioned, and you talk to the athletic directors there, they can let them know when these training sessions um, take place because we want to train as many people in Western New York to know what to do. Um, so the more, the better. The, the other thing that, yeah, the other thing that occurred to me, um, it's an opportunity for me to tell a lot of people what to do. We, we resuscitated DeMar really with some trained people that had some simple equipment and a plan. Um, the simple equipment is a cell phone and maybe access to an AED. And literally the plan is this simple. If you see somebody that collapses, call 911, push up and down on their chest and send somebody for an AED. And once the AED arrives, open it, and it will tell you what to do. So it, as many people that are out there that know that or have heard that right now, um, you're now empowered to start doing something if you see somebody have a cardiac arrest. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.